you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, I'm here on the internet again, as always. Uh, I, I sometimes I feel the need to explain that, even though it's obvious I'm online, because everyone still is, even though things are sort of hopefully changing for the better. And uh, I have a guest on the show who has not been on the show before, but I, I'm certainly familiar with your name. I mean, you've, you've been doing this country music thing in Manitoba for a long time, um, and I think that the best way to sort of uh, get started here is if you want to introduce yourself and maybe give a bit of background about what it is that you do as an artist. Conche, thank you. I'm Brandy Vazna. I'm a singer-songwriter from Winnipeg. I come from a musical Métis family, and I'm very blessed to be able to, you know, be able to perform live. I was able to play many festivals throughout the summer, and I have new music, and I've been working with my producer, Murray Pulver, and things are moving. Um, my music career is going in the direction that I want it to, and it's very exciting and very humbling. That's great. I mean, it's, it's good to hear, especially because we've all had this kind of enforced two and a half year uh, slowdown time where, where most people doing creative jobs, their careers have been, you know, unwillingly stalled, I guess, right? So maybe that's a good place to, to start is how have you sort of dealt, you know, as an artist with this kind of uh, unfortunate situation the world's been in? Honestly, I'm very grateful that I really took an approach to learn as much as I could because a lot of um, music conferences, they're quite costly and they're all over North America and whatnot. And you have to travel to go to them. There wasn't the virtual option before, but I joined everything I possibly could from, um, you know, going to Breakout West conference to CD Baby. And I took part in a program, um, Canada's Music Incubators, artist, um, uh, artist entrepreneur program, where I met two of my favorite co-writers that we've written three songs, well, three songs I've released so far. But um, I really, I dug my heels in and I learned as much as I could. And Manitoba Music is an incredible like organization that, I was able to get into a couple export programs and meet different people, um, industry folks, A&R folks, all sorts of different cool. people from all over. So I didn't just sit on, I didn't just sit back and feel sorry for myself. I got my butt to work. Well, it's good you were able to do that too, because I think that it's been, uh, you know, people have gone one way or the other. They've, they've either found a way to to stay motivated and, and stay finding a way to, to you know, basically do what you've been doing or they've found it really difficult and, and had a hard time sort of getting that motivation or, or knowing what to do. So it's good to hear that you kind of uh, found a way to, to use that off time as a way to stay on, I guess, as, as a musician. Yeah. And I released an album and 
I think four or five singles. Like I just kept moving because it was kind of, it was a depressing time or it was hard, but I was able to creatively really flourish and I, I'm thankful. Was it difficult to release music during that period? Because the traditional way of, of getting music out there, that was all off the table. I mean, you couldn't play a release show, you touring wasn't happening. I mean, I know there were virtual options and other ways people were finding ways to, to do it, but uh, what was it like sort of putting music out into the world knowing that you didn't have that sort of regular way of, of promoting it? There definitely wasn't the option to tour, um, but I think Canadian radio really got a taste for who I am because I released my first single in 2019. Okay. Like I had sang and been dipping my toe into music and been around music my entire life because my family's musical and um, my mother, my brother, my grandparents, my stepfather, everybody had released CDs and been on the Indigenous um, Top 40 or the Indigenous Music Countdown like they all had. But I finally got really serious about music in 2019. I didn't get the opportunity to tour or play live, but this summer really showed that we, my band and I do put on a really good show. Um, but I think Canadian radio, just from putting out music, they got to know who I was before actually getting on the road. So it worked in my favor. Yeah. Well, I guess how, how important do you think that is that the idea, uh, I like the idea of, of getting to know who an artist is because it's one thing to hear the song on the radio and, you know, tap your foot to it or go look it up afterwards. Cause you like, you want to hear more by the artist, but I mean, how important is it? Do you think that uh, for you anyway, for, for listeners to, to have a grasp on who you are, where you're coming from and sort of what your whole deal is. It's really important. I really wanted to prove that I could play live and that I have a band. And thankfully, like, I mean, there was like months where we couldn't get together and practice because it was like almost illegal or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I just really wanted to show the energy of our show because, I mean, you know, in a studio, it's very different. You can overdub, you can do all sorts of things in a studio, but if you don't, get your chops and you don't feel comfortable in interacting with the audience and you don't build this show. Um, that was what was most important to me this summer was just really getting out there and building my fan base and meeting my fans in person. Yeah. And I think I was very fortunate in the ways in which that I was able to put out music. Um, but now it's time to go west, keep playing live. And my intention is to break into the UK, the um, the European market. Okay, that's an interesting goal. Um, what What is it about the UK? Like, wh why that particular part of the world? Why are you targeting that as, as sort of where you wanted to go next with your music? Well, they love country music. So first it goes Nashville, then Canada, Australia, UK. Um, but I just, I really want to, I just... I think it's neat. It's old history. And apparently in the UK, they treat their fans like, or they treat bands like gold. Cool. Like they love live music. And I love, I love live shows and I love playing live. So I just think it'd be really intimate and beautiful. And I've been working with the radio tracker, a publicity company. I've taken out ads in the UK. Like I'm building my traction there. What do you think it is about country music that that seems to to work on so many in so many regions on so many levels? Because I, I mean Manitoba especially, there's a very strong history uh, of country just you know across the province, and there has been for for decades and decades. But 
what is it about the style that you think works here and works the same in the southern states and works the same in Australia and works in the UK? Like, what is it about country as an art form, as a style that, that seems so universal? Because I think a lot of people assume that it, it it's a regional thing. I mean, people associate it with somewhere like Nashville, for example, right? But it's something that seems to grab people regardless of where they are in the world. I think there's so many like subgenres of country as well, like whether it's bluegrass or outlaw, but I think it's just like the working class nature and the struggle and the storytelling. And, you know, I don't drink, I'll be 10 years sober this year, but whether it's boozing and cheating and breaking up, like it's just, I think it is universal. It's a lot of heartache and I think it's very um, salt to the earth. Yeah. But yeah, I think you no, know, whatever kind of country that you're in, you just, for me, I love like, old classic country and you come watch one of my sets and you will hear some definite classic country because I grew up on that my grandparents and my mother my family partying and me opening the door at like five years old and seeing guitars and people drinking and harmonizing and it's just that's it's in my blood it's in my bones but if you've grown up in a musical family or a community where there's some hardship, like, I don't know, country music just seems to play on those parties and those long night, you know, those long nights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, for, for sure. For sure. Go. 
I thought it was interesting uh, a few minutes ago when you mentioned that sort of 2019 was was when you when you really kicked things off um, because I feel like I've seen your name a lot and I, and I think it's I kind of want to get into this is you've received a lot of nominations this year for um, Manitoba Country Music Awards and I think it's maybe that's why I've seen your name so much is because you're getting this kind of recognition what is that like to, to, to find out that you've been nominated in all these different categories um, for your music it's humbling it's really humbling because I'm being very honest. I did my research and I worked very hard, like whether it was playing in smaller bands and taking guitar lessons and whatever, like I worked hard to get where I am. Definitely. It's not just like it was a fly by night thing, but I mean, it's humbling to get recognition, like a lot of recognition in different places, but I have to say, I do work really, really hard and um, yeah, it's humbling. I'm grateful and I'm so grateful to be nominated for um, album of the year. Yeah. Considering it's like my dysfunctional dating stories, like this is like my actual life and my experiences. And I mean, I speak, I've been a motivational speaker and I've been speaking in community for over a decade, like, I, I truly write what I know and the perspectives of where I've been and where I am now. And I mean, like I said, I'm almost 10 years sober and yeah. that that's not easy. That is not an easy thing to do. Um, but yeah, it's wild. It's wild. It blows my mind basically like opportunities come managers are contacting me different performances and all these things. And I'm just like, Oh my God, like it, it's amazing. That's that's great. That's great to hear. Does does that experience of, of 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 speaking and having you know telling your stories for so long does that make it easier to talk about personal issues in your songs and like you said to tell your own stories and and sort of reveal these these aspects of your of your your own life is that is that, is that a difficult thing for you to do or are you very kind of old hat at it right now at this point of just sort of sharing I guess uh, your own stories. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I like helping people. And I like, I love animals. I love the earth. And I hope that the next seven generations, it's easier on them than it's been on us. And that's my motivation. I do it for the sake that I love the earth. I love animals and I want to see our species like be able to continue life on this planet. So I've just accepted that this is part of my life's purpose. And there's no sense trying to be a phony baloney or this is what I've gone through. And if I help one human being make it a little bit easier on them to not maybe make the mistakes that I made, say la vie. And I don't mind being an open book. Like for some people, this, like the way that I speak and the things I talk about and the fact that honestly, like I really don't mind being a badass woman. Like my greatest, the my favorite songwriters say like, Loretta Lynn or Miranda Lambert or Dolly Parton, they sang about real life issues, real, real hardships of women. And there's no pussyfooting around things. Like I would rather be upfront, sing what I want to say, not have an A&R person tell me how to dress and what to wear and how to do my hair. Absolutely not. That's not how it works. And I'd rather be authentic than something I'm not. Well, I think you're in the right style of music for that too, because like you said, there there, there is that long history of women in country music who have been incredibly strong and, and dealing with some very, very difficult subject matter in, in like amazing ways too. Right. It's a beautiful opportunity, right? 
Do you get, um, have you had feedback from people who listen to your music? Like, has, I guess, putting these messages out in the world, have you have you seen the result of it? Have you seen it actually uh, affect other people and, and get sort of the response you're hoping to get from, from sharing some of these stories? It makes me cry sometimes, the messages that I get when I get messages from women who have left abusive relationships. Like the first song that I released, Walk Away, like that song is to my bones. Like there's lots packed in those three verses and to get those messages also i did receive a message from um one of the when i wrote danger um one of the the video that i had shown was of those young girls ages 16 to 19 who were missing and murdered they were 16 to 19 years old and one of the girls sharice hool her son sent me a message and said, thank you for not forgetting my mom, you know, and like things like that, they get me in my heart and there's a reason for what I'm doing. And that's what keeps me continuing on. Yeah. That would be powerful for sure to, to get that kind of a, that kind of reaction from someone. Definitely. Definitely. So you also have a new single out and uh, that's, that's, that's got, got, got to be exciting having that out and having the nominations and all of these things happening at once. What can you tell me about the new song? It's sexy. I'm a school teacher, okay? Like, I'm still a part-time school teacher. So when I was recording it with my producer, I was, like, sweating. And he was like, come on, Brandy. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, You know, so this one was – I'm going down a different path now. Like, I want to do more outlaw country is where I'm going. And I came into the writing session with my two favorite co-writers, Liz and Sarah. They're both singer-songwriters out of Alberta. And I just brought in the idea about on again, off again relationships and it wrote itself. And yeah, that's like a part of my life that is done. That is, I've lived that. I've done that for the last however many years of my life so I can sing it and mean it. And I hope, you know, people who are stuck in those because it's hard to get out of that they, they hear what they need to hear. And the video, Taryn Anderson is my number one. It's quite sultry. It doesn't cross the line too much, but like the whole vision of the song just turned out exactly the way I wanted it to. Well, it's kind of, I think, a good place to be writing something like that too, right? Is from having that that, that space between going through it yourself and being able to look back on it, like, you know, clearly and be able to to, to feel what it was like and, and, and reflect on it from, from a distance, right? Yeah, yeah. It's frustrating, but you know what? At at some point in one's life, you got to draw that line and decide this is not the dysfunctional way that I want to live anymore. Yeah, yeah. Starts with a text, I know what comes next. It happens so naturally. You call on the phone, you say, Are you alone? I can be by in 15. Small talk can't disguise the look in your eyes, cause you know, baby. Your skin on my skin, here we go again. Yeah, 
hands in your back. It's so good, it's so bad. When we're under the sheets, your skin on my skin. Here we go again. about the the sort of way that country music is and i know what we said at the beginning like there, there's so many it's an umbrella genre right there's so many subgenres. you have the outlaw stuff then you have pop country on the other end and you have bluegrass and, and everything in between but what is your sort of take on, on country music as a i guess as a large tent genre these days because i feel like it gets a lot of flack that maybe it doesn't deserve because of the pop stuff and because of sort of the um some of the attitudes that go along with that do you do you feel like you need as, as a country artist do you need to sort of explain who you are in terms of what what kind of stuff you play to so people don't assume that you're just kind of a you know um what's the word kind of a mindless pop uh clone you know what i mean well i think if people follow me on social media sure very very quickly they get a feel that i'm a thinker and I make people think all the time. That's just part of who I am. Um, but I mean, to each their own. It, there's just certain things that I don't, I just don't want to do. And um, I think there's a recipe that you can follow. Um, but if you want to, if you want to be yourself and you want to stand out, you got to be yourself because there's a lot of people doing a lot of the same things and to each their own. Right. But that's not for me. Yeah. Well, and not to imply that, that people would assume that about you, but I mean, I think there's, because it's becoming, I mean, it's always been a big genre of music, but it seems to be growing in terms of like mainstream pop country in such a big way that that it almost seems like that's this, this juggernaut crushing everything else. But um, <laughs> I'm glad, <laughs> glad to hear you don't you don't feel concerns about that. Um, what is it about the, the, the outlaw style that, that appeals to you? I know you said you're wanting to go more in that direction, which is great. I, I love that stuff too. But what... Um, what what is it about that style that that you think uh, suits what you do or or suits what you want to do? Well, because I'm not going to fit into that other box we were sure. just talking about, and I just 
I look at the artists that are my absolute faves, like even Miranda Lambert. She's like one of my number one favorites. Or I think of the Rolling Stones or Graham Parsons, or I think of Waylon Jennings or um, what is his name? Sturgill or uh, Simpson. Simpson, like, or Chris Stapleton. Like, that's where I feel a draw to. I'm not going to start rapping in my songs. I love rap, though. Don't get me wrong. But like, I just I feel that's in my core. That's that's more me. Like even you listen to my lyrics, they're not fluffy, you know. So yeah, I just feel a more pull towards that because I'm. I don't want to fit in a certain box, and I want to go to Europe, and I want to go down to Bakersfield, and I want to go to little pieces and pockets of the U.S. and just do what I want to do and keep continuing on because it's this thing is building and there's no stopping it. Um, but I just want to be clear on who I am as an artist and the direction that I want to take. And I want to go more outlaw because it's just that what I resonate with more. One of the things that I feel like I almost ask people too much on this show is I have this impression that, that, that I'm curious what you think about it, that Manitoba, just in general, people in Winnipeg, people elsewhere in the province, uh, music fans here have a very strong bullshit detector. And we can, it definitely seems to me that Manitobans will not put up with someone who is kind of pretending to be something they're not. And that authenticity and that genuineness is something that, that whether it's a punk band or a country singer or a rapper or whatever in, in this province, people want to hear something honest and, and, and that they can connect to in that way. Do you, do you think that's the case as well? We have an amazing like music scene here. Like, I mean, I remember going to punk shows when I was like 15 years old at the La Rendezvous and watching Propaganda and like there, we have a be- we have beautiful, beautiful fans in this province. And there's so many different types of music and so much support. And there's lots of great organizations. And yeah, I, I'm just really grateful that there's people who like my music and they download it and they come to my shows and they like me as a person. Like that blows my damn mind, you know? Like, I don't know, maybe it's not like that for everybody, but I just think when interacting with my audience and seeing a person who traveled two hours to come watch me at a pumpkin festival from Winnipeg, like that is wild to me, you know? And yeah, I really hope that people see that like, this is from my good heart and I do have a good heart and, you know, sometimes it takes people time to trust and that's okay. But yeah, I think authenticity is like key and that's why I want to go. That's why I'm going outlaw more than poppy country. Well, and if you see that kind of thing live too, an authentic, I mean, listening to to an album or online or whatever is one thing, but then, yeah, you see the performance live and you feel that authenticity and that, that genuineness from the artist in person, that, that gives it a whole other level of, of like, okay, I, I can, I can get what this is. I can get where this person's coming from. Well, I went to see Kid Rock. I got free tickets years ago and I was not that much of a Kid Rock fan. But when I seen him perform live, he blew my mind. Hmm. And we might have different views on things, but like I can say as an artist, holy heck, he's extraordinary. And I didn't even like him as an artist, but I seen him live and yeah. Well, and that's someone that you might just, a lot of people might just pass off to, right? Is like, oh, it's Kid Rock, who cares? And not really listen to him. But yeah, that's, that's interesting to know that he's that impressive live because I mean, having heard his singles on the radio or whatever, I wouldn't necessarily expect that, right? So, yeah, it, it's it's you can get a different a different view on someone for sure when you see them in person. And that's so important to me is having a great live show, and I always want people to leave 
feeling better than when they came. Like that is my hope for when people come and watch me perform is that it's they it feels good to them and they leave feeling better. Yeah, yeah. That's a, it's a good ambition to have, I think. It's, it's what you want to get out of a show as an audience member too, right? You want to go there and, and yeah, you want to have a good time, but you want to be left with some kind of a feeling, some kind of a something, you've taken something from it and, and, and taking it home with you. the uh, the best way at this point for 
for someone to hear your music? I mean, the good thing about this being a podcast is someone could hear it the day it comes out or they could hear it six months from now or a year from now or whatever. Um, where would you sort of point someone if they want to find out when you're playing shows or hear the music you have out now and that kind of thing? Definitely check out my Spotify and Apple Music. I'm very active on Instagram. I like Instagram a lot, uh, but I have a website as well. And all my shows are always on my website. So find me online. I'm very, very present online. So if they want to interact or whatnot, just come find me online. Do you have anything uh, show-wise planned for the near future? I mean, I know this will come out, you know, in next week from when we're recording it, but is there anything uh, in the upcoming uh, weeks or months that you have planned? Um, I'm performing cable this week and at the Park uh, park Alleys, which is a fun vibe. So people miss that one. Um, and then upcoming, I have a performance that will be on APTN that they can watch on TV. Um, I'm playing at a Métis Jig and Jam at the end of the month. I have a big show planned in March. If people want to come on out to the Park Theatre, I'm going to have some local friends and guests joining me, but I'm planning a big show at the Park. Cool. And there are other ones. There's festivals and stuff, but my lips are sealed because I can't release it until they release it. No, fair enough. And uh, people should check you out online and and find out when those are happening um, as they get released, right? There's lots. They're coming in. Awesome. to know 